podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Baby, you know that I miss you. I want to be with you tonight, but I cannot, baby, girl, and that's the issue. Girl, you know I miss you. I just want to this is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit, joined by my brother, Jeremy J.N. Phoenix in the building in the booth 2022. We are the Raspy Voice Kiss. This is the Raspy Voice Kiss podcast. You are now tuned in to Pop Culture. Pop, 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 pop. Today, Jeremy, we are talking about people who talk on their speaker phones in public. That's right. You're on a cell phone call. And you decide to use the speaker function in public. How do you feel about that, Jay? Um, I'm gonna be honest. I think it's rude. I think it's rude. You're walking through a store, let's say grocery store, let's say you're clothing, you know, going to get some kind of clothing or whatnot, department store, and somebody comes by and they're talking on their phone. They're checking out on their phone. They're going through the drive-thru on their phone, talking the whole time. I honestly think in public, I think that's a rude thing. I honestly do. I think that's a little bit of a rude thing. Yeah, listen, Chicago Tribune agrees with you. They said that if you hear somebody in a situation where they're on a a phone call in public on speakerphone, try saying something like this to get a fellow train passenger off speakerphone. Pardon me, but were you aware this is a no cell phone policy? There is a no cell phone policy on board. Or would you mind lowering your voice? I don't want to miss my stop home. Or try, excuse me, can you please take your phone off speakerphone? Jeremy. <laughs> Brandon. Here's, a, <laughs> here's a, what's so Jeremy, funny. Is this is the reason why me and you should just click on. Brandon, no, no. This is the reason why me and you shouldn't just Google and click on the first thing that we get to, because then we're both going to have the same thing. <laughs> I promise. I was about to read you the same exact nonsense. 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 I agree with you. It's rude I mean, to be on your speakerphone unless you absolutely have to. And I will tell you that I have messed up my phone somehow. I can't really hear unless it's on speakerphone. But I will tell the people around me, hey, I'm sorry. I've got to make this phone call. The only way I can do it is on speakerphone. So I apologize in advance. But let me assure you that if you came to me in a public place and tried to talk to me about phone etiquette and try to no. tell me to get off of my phone, basically, I would say, who are you and who no. are you talking to? No, no. If they asked me that, I'd be like, okay, thanks. And keep on moseying and doing exactly what <laughs> I was doing. I'm serious. The, the fastest way to get classified as a Karen is to tell somebody <laughs> yes. Yes. about why they shouldn't be on their speakerphone. Now, let me tell you the truth. I think it's rude and yes. I think it's selfish. Yes. So that's the thing. I don't view myself as a rude or selfish person. You're not. But all I have to, all I have to say is I'm sorry. I'm sorry because I'm one of those dudes. That's all I got for you. That's all I can be is sorry. Because sometimes it's just easier, Brandon. Sometimes if you don't have like the headphones to put in your head and you like can talk uh, willingly and freely, uh, I got to hold the phone up to my mouth and I need to hear it and it's not loud enough. So a lot of times I do this. I'm going to the drive through and I'm like, hey, hey, yeah, I'm really sorry. One second. Hey, oh, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't need to change back. Go ahead and keep it. 
That's what happens. It go. I'm sorry. I'm I'm one of them dudes. I'm one of them dudes who do, do, who does it. Now I do think it's rude and disrespectful, and that's why I'm saying to everybody that I've ever crossed paths with that I do this with. All I got to say is I'm sorry. That's all I. Got. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. And like I said, I apologize before it ever happens because with my current phone setup, unless I have headphones, that's what you're going to get out of me. You're going to get a speakerphone conversation. And I know, like you said, it's rude. And I know nobody wants to hear it. But I don't know what else to do. If I'm in a situation where I've got to talk on the phone, that's my only alternative. That's all I got. That's all I got. And second of all, if I have to or if I want to, look, I'm all, I'm almost switching my stance. Look, mind your business, all right? <laughs> mind your business. Like, look, Tell look. me, they're trying to mind their own business. You putting your business in their business when you have it on speakerphone. Yeah, well, my business is interesting, so enjoy it. But don't try to comment on it and don't try to come at me. Look, check your tone. Use your inside voice. I'm not, but you got to. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. Use your inside voice, but you using your outside voice. That's this, the RBK stance. That's how we feel about using the speakerphone in public. But how do you guys feel? How do you feel about people who use speakerphone in public when it's not their only option? Rack me, boys! You guys... Our partners at Symbol have a brand new offering that we are really excited about. A quick reminder that you probably already know. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks, and every time your teams win, you earn cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Join the 8,000 plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.symbol.com to create a free account. And when you deposit, make sure to use the promo code RASPY12, R-A-S-P-Y-12, for a money-back guarantee. Yes, you heard that right. Symbol is offering a money-back guarantee to all of the listeners for our show. That money-back guarantee means even if you lose money in the first 90 days, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. Visit www.symbol.com and use the promo code RASPY12 and your deposit will have a money-back guarantee up to $500. Join Symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams today. Basketball season is finally here, Big 12 fans. And for your home for men's and women's basketball, come to Midwest Madness. We are doing game coverages, going over game analysis, different rankings of teams, and consistently looking at the best matchups in the conference. You're not going to want to miss out on all the amazing basketball coverage we have. So go check out Midwest Madness. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Creep on in, on in, on in. I got five on it. That's right. We actually had the real vocals, so you didn't have to. Li- you didn't have to listen to me, JN Phoenix, or my brother. I also hate Pitt. Sing it to you. Them real vocals. That real, real. That's some good nostalgia right there, baby. Well, we got five questions coming to uh, to us. We got five answers. I think you'll be interested. Listen up. Hey, Jordan, let's go with it. And we're back with another edition of I Got Five on It with Raspy Voice Kids. I'm your host, Jordan, and let's get things started with the first blank. Deggy transferring means blank. Means a fresh start. A year too late. 
A year too late, we get a fresh start. But we get a fresh start nonetheless. That's how I view Deggy transferring. For me, it means real quarterback competition. A real competition. I don't think any of these other years have been a real competition. Now with Crowder. Now with Green. Now with Nico. Them three are really going to be battling out to see who's the best. And uh, I think it's a blessing that he's not here. Not because I don't like him. I love his heart. You know, the wood. I'm going to say I love his heart, his heart. Um, and I love the way he represented our school because I feel like he brought his lunch pail and hard hat. Like I've said many times, he seems like a good dude. But now we finally can see who's the best quarterback. And I feel like um, it's an open competition. And real open competition elevates everybody's game. Number two. Dante returning for another year is blank. Big deal. It's a big deal because Dante's a big time player. First team all Big 12. He has the potential to be an All American. He was a four star recruit coming out of high school, and he's 304 born and bred. He's a legacy. It's a big deal that he's choosing to return for another year. Now, I will be honest when people say that, the, that Dante made a decision about the NFL, I feel it's more that the NFL made a decision about Dante. He did not like where his draft stock was going to be, so he wants to come back and up it. And I'm all for it because I feel like that dude can do it because he's a dog. Yeah. I feel like it is it is something that you should really hold on to. A lot of times in sports especially, we don't appreciate things in the moment. Ten years later, we look back and we think, wow, that was a special thing. Dante being an all Big 12 player, having all the sacks that he did, um, I think in the years to come, because of the transfer portal, will people trying to up their status, up their draft status, up their money from the NIL? I think we're going to see some good players of ours who have great years here who start, who go to other teams to get more money or better draft status. Dante doesn't do that because he loves West Virginia. He's from West Virginia. I think this is a bigger deal than what we will ever make of it. I think in 10 years, we'll look back and be like, remember that time when we had this defensive end who stayed, who was loyal. And by the way, I'm not saying that these players have to be loyal because look, I'm all about go get yours. I'm just saying, I don't think that in the moment early on, like we are, that we're going to appreciate it for what it really is. So right now, appreciate Dante. And there's a lot of times me and Brandon talk about people who don't care about the West Virginia program as much as we do. And I think there's a lot of players who don't. I do not think that of Dante Stills. I think this shows where his heart is, and it's in the 304. Number three, the transfer that hurt the most was blank. Winston Wright. To me, this is pretty easy. And the reason I say it's Winston Wright is he led us in receiving yards, he led us in catches, and he also was a threat to return the ball all the way for six. Now, he did not manifest it towards the end of the season, but early on he did his thing. Winston Wright leaving is a big deal for us. Not because he was so great, but because he was the best of what we had. Give me Jet Life Wright for the most impactful transfer. I think Jackie Matthews is huge. I think he's a real ball player. A real ball player. Now, I understand on the defense side of the ball, we seem to generate talent. We seem to develop talent. So maybe it may not hurt as much 
but I think he was one of the best ball players to leave. Offensively, man, uh, we scored six points against Minnesota, okay? So I can't say anybody from the offense. Um, and it wasn't just one game. It was all year. Defensively, man, we showed a spark, and I loved the, what we showed. But Jackie Matthews really showed to be like one of the veterans who got to get in and started hitting people and flying around and stayed on the field. I think it's a big deal. I think that we'll be okay with some of the young dudes coming in. And because I have faith in our defensive staff developing people, but I still think that uh, Jackie Matthews, for me, for my money, man, if he had came back next year, it would have been really nice with Josh Chandler, Sabito, and Dante Stills up front. Number four. Blank shouldn't be a part of the coaching staff next year. Matt Moore. This, again, is easy for me. The offensive line has been bad two out of three years that Neil Brown has been here. And there were moments this year that we were good, but over the long haul, we were bad. And I put that on Matt Moore. Somebody's got to take accountability and responsibility. We got to move on from Matt Moore if it's up to me. It's not up to me, and I don't think it's going to change. But if I'm choosing, Matt Moore is the guy who goes. There you go. Uh, for me, it was close one between Matt Moore and Sean Reagan, man. Why do I say Sean Reagan? Because he's a quarterback coach. <clears throat> if Garrett Green has been in the system for two years and can't get on the field because he doesn't, doesn't know the plays, is this a little bit about Garrett Green? Or does it say more about the same quarterbacks not developing? Jared Deggy didn't develop. Exact same player he was a few years ago. Austin Kendall didn't develop. These quarterbacks aren't developing in our system. They're not getting any better. So if you want to point a finger, Matt Moore, hey, man, that's a good call. But I also go Sean Reagan because, like, these quarterbacks aren't developing. They're not getting any better. We need to, we, you know, if this is a climb, we got to get better. We're not getting better at quarterback. None of them. Number five. If Neil Brown and Dub VU lose to Pitt next year, I will be upset. But it will not be the end of the world. I know we're looking for one word, but this is too complex. My name is I also hate Pitt, because if you don't know anything else about me, know that I also hate Pitt. It's been so long since we played them, and we're going to get to 2022. It's the first game of the year. They lose Kenny Pickett and so many others. But make no mistake, Pitt is building a program under Narduzzi. They won a conference championship with Narduzzi. Double-digit games with Narduzzi. They're not going to be an easy out. And as much as I would like to bury Neil Brown if he loses to them, I'm not going to. It would be a harsh reality, but not the end of the world. If we lose to Pitt next year, to quote Nelly, it's getting hot in here, so take off all your clothes. That's that's what it is. If we lose to Pitt next year, after a 6-7 season, after scoring six points in a bowl game, Neil Brown's fourth year, and we lose to a rival, first game of the year, after the way we close out this year, Brandon, oh my goodness. Now, when I say hot seat, I'm not talking about fired because the buyout is too high for anybody to fire him. But as in fan reaction, bro, 
Bro, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be hot. It's going to be ruthless. That's a big one. And uh, you can't blame anybody. You look, man. Fingers pointing at you, Neil Brown. Hey, look, I'm going to tell you like Tone Loke. I said Tone Loke again. But bust a move. If you want it. <laughs> Young MC. You got it. It's time for you to bust a move. <laughs> but that's what we got. That's what we got, man. <laughs> five questions, five honest answers. Man, we went some places. I know we we're going to go today. But look, we give you honest answers. That's what we do here at the RVK. That's why you get at us. That's why you love us. That's why we love you back. Get at us. Let us know. Get ready because we're going in next segment. Right, my voice. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's your boy Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit, here to tell you about our new partner, Home Field Apparel. The big thing about Home Field Apparel is they have the most comfortable vintage college sports apparel, T-shirts, sweaters, hoodies, more than 100 schools available, and new ones added all the time. Now, of course, if you're listening to this, you're probably a Mountaineer fan. You'll be happy to know they have plenty of WVU clothing, not like everything else you find everywhere else. This is very specific and unique to home field. You need to check them out. It is fantastic. If you use our promo code RASPY12, R-A-S-P-Y-1-2, you get 15% off your first order. All orders over $100 get free shipping. So make sure you go to Home Field Apparel, check them out, buy their clothes, and use code RASPY12. I'm going in, I'm going in, I'm going in, I'm going in. And I'ma go hard, and I'ma go hard, and I'ma go hard, and I'ma go hard. I'm going in, I'm going in, I'm going in. Going in 2022 first time. We going in. I am Jeremy Nicholas Phoenix, JNF. Y'all probably know. And I'm with my brother, Brandon Phoenix, aka I also hate Pit. In the building, in the booth. Yes, we are here again. The first thing I want to talk about, I know we usually start out talking about WVE football, but look, man, we're in the CFP finals. It's Bama. It's Georgia. Brandon, are you tired of the SEC? Are you tired nope. of the SEC dominance? No, no, not at all. I love greatness. I love excellence. And that's what Georgia and Alabama present. Greatness and excellence. I love watching it. I love consuming it. I'm jealous that it doesn't that it does not exist in Morgantown yet. How can you argue? When I, I'm sorry, when I watch Alabama, I think of Steph Curry. Who doesn't love watching Steph Curry because of what he does on the court? When I think of Steph Curry, I think of the Kansas City Chiefs and what they start doing on offense. The point is, when you watch a team at the height of what they do, it's pretty, man. You love college football. I just, I don't know how you watch it and can hate on it. I'm going to give you an example. I hate Ohio State with a passion. But watching Stroud dice up Utah, Brandon, did you see some of those passes? Yeah, he looked great. I but understand Utah. Jackson and Jigba over Stroud, to be honest. Yeah, I understand Utah has some defensive backs out, but watching Stroud, those balls were perfectly placed. Like, 
Sure. It's a it's it's just pretty thing, and then especially when you look at our own team, <laughs> and we just can't feel them. And it's it is not even close. It's not even close. Um, so that's my thing. Like, man, I I like watching it. And all right, real quick, real quick, make a call. The Bulldogs on them Crimson Tide. Roll Tide. Yep. Sweet home Alabama. So here's the thing, too. I want to get to this next point. I know. I know. We're going to talk about Bounty Sports here in a second. But Bart Scott, he was talking about the Cleveland Browns. And I guess before the year started, he called that they wouldn't make the playoffs. And everybody thought he was crazy. They were like, what? The Browns just took the Chiefs to the limit? How do you think the Browns won't make the playoffs? What do you think about the Cleveland Browns this year, Brandon? I would like to see the Cleveland Browns with a healthy Baker Mayfield. Now, I'm not telling you that Baker is the greatest thing ever, but I am telling you that he's clearly been injured for the majority of the season, should have gotten surgery earlier in the season. Maybe it would have made a difference with a backup quarterback. I don't know, but I do know that I cannot judge them and I cannot judge Baker just off this season because of the injuries. Yes, it's a collective uh, collection of seasons. And granted, no, he 100% was hurt. Even before they said that, I could see the way he was throwing the ball. You could, you can't twist the way you need to when your shoulder's jacked up. He shouldn't have been playing. One thing Bart Scott said that made sense to me was he said the reason why I picked the Cleveland Browns not to go back to go to the playoffs at all. He's like, because you can see when teams are smelling themselves, when they're feeling themselves. And after last year, they beat Pittsburgh. He said, I watched all offseason. I listened to all their interviews. And there was nobody holding each other accountable. Nobody saying, hey, we're going to work our butts off to get back. No, they felt like they were there. And they weren't willing to work. And I saw that. I saw that from a mile away. And I've been there because we know Bart, Bart Scott, great linebacker for the Jets, great linebacker for the Ravens. Was it with Ravens or was it just with the Jets? Either way, point is, that's what he said. He called it out. And I'm just, I'm just look, props to him for calling it because he said they wouldn't make the playoffs and they didn't. But a team who did make the playoffs, Brandon, were them Hootay Cincinnati's down there in Ohio. Who they that going to beat them bangles? Props to Joey Burrow. The man with swag invited to all the cookouts, doing his thing, get the gat. Joey Burrow is the man. Jamar Chase, to me, is rookie of the year, even over Mac Jones. I just can't say enough about the whole squad on offense, T. Higgins, the rest of them boys. Do you believe Do in it? them? Huh? you believe in them in the postseason? <sighs> Matchups are essential. But they beat the Chiefs. If you can beat the Chiefs, you can beat anybody. Okay. Okay, I, I don't know about that. Um, I think, uh, you know what's so funny? Joey Burrow, man, he's, he were, and people have said this before, and I kind of agree with it. He, he, his demeanor is so much like Joe Montana's. Joey Cool. I never see him get too high. I never see him get too low. I'm not saying telling you he's the same player as Joe Montana. But he has that same coolness, head on his shoulders. And uh, I'm not saying the moment's not going to be too big for him. I'm saying that if 
I, I, I can I can see them making a push. I can see them being like the Browns last year, to be honest with you. See, my thing with Joey Burrow is the Duke can ball. He's got the physical attributes, and he's got the mentality. I just need to see him in the moments that matter. Yep, yep. That's all. I'm not saying you can't do it. I just need to see it. Speaking of the moments that matter, we've seen a lot of players. By, by the way, for everybody who doesn't know, our guy, Jordan Dean, Jordan Ty Curry, the producer of this show, graduated high school with Joey Burrow. Just FYI. That's what's up. I didn't even know that, actually. Yeah, he did. I know that. Okay, cool. Well, hopefully he can pull some strings. I mean, like, you know, how, how, how? Probably not, but yeah. Why come we didn't have Joey Burrow <laughs> on our squad? You know what I mean? Like, on the show yet. Yeah. Jordan, get at me, Jordan Ty Curry. What's going on? So we're talking about people um, making impacts and and being real and, and seeing what they can do in clutch situations. And we've seen that from a, a, a few Mountaineers. And a few of them are moving on. Jackie Matthews. Winston Show, Wright. Showtime. Sean, yeah. yeah. Sean Ryan. Sean Ryan. And Darius Cohen. Cohen's out the box. He's going to Maryland. We'll see him maybe DJ next Banks year. Is that Akron? That's right. Kerry Martin Jr. has already been at Akron. Jared Deggy. Brandon, I don't know, man. What do you make of all this? Like, how do you feel about all this transfer? Something's stuff? not right. We are averaging. There's it's on average 11 players per team are in the portal. We are way above that at West Virginia without a coaching change. It's not like we lost a coach. It's not like we lost a coordinator, and we're way above those averages. So this now, is how will, you feel, Brandon. Now, I want real talk. This is how you feel about this transfer stuff going on. Yes, something's not right. Something's not right. If you can't retain your talent, something is not right. Now, I will give them a little bit a little bit of a pass by saying some of these players were not recruited by, by uh, Neil Brown and his staff. But, and some people, some of these players aren't good enough to play at this level, but they were here because of needs. But when it comes to practice, you need depth. You need depth for practice so you can get reps. You need depth for in-game because of injuries, because of fatigue. That's right. This is not and, good and, enough. And here's Something the thing. is wrong. When, when you talk about the depth, when I talk about the game, we talk about practice. Not the game. We talk about practice. And that's where people get better, in practice. And if you don't have them, how are you going to get better? Yeah, no, I just I forced. Yeah, yeah, I just forced that little practice thing in there. Sorry, no, you said practice. You said practice a couple times. I felt like need. I need to bring it up. So, no, it's all good. I don't know. For me, I guess with the transfer thing, I feel like it's a it's a it's a new way of life. So we say something's wrong, and I know we have we've had more than other people. But with the new look, man, cash rules everything around me. Cream get the money. This new nil stuff. It's real. It's here. Um, Caleb Williams from Oklahoma. Look, this is all a money grab. Um, I honestly feel like what Jim Harbaugh is doing is not a part of NIL or the players. I honestly feel like he's just trying to get a few more dollars from Michigan when he's flirting with Oakland. I think I think he's happy where he's at, but uh, it's all about money. Cash rules everything around me, and I think that that's where Jeremy, you you say that, and maybe it is, but it's very misguided for a lot of these players because if you can't capitalize at WVU, you're not going to go somewhere bigger. And be a bigger fish than you were in Morgantown. This is true, Brandon. But this is new. Hold up. I think sometimes the odds make even out later on. But right now, it's such a new thing, new phenomenon. 
sometimes people jump in without you know what I mean? Brandon, this is brand new. That's that's no, my, my, my mindset. Maybe maybe five years kids will really get that. But right now it's like, hey, let's hop, you know what I mean? A jump in. I mean, we're talking Williams, about- Jeremy. Caleb Williams, the number one rated freshman quarterback in the nation. That wasn't based on hype. That was on actual production. I mean, Winston Wright, was he led our team in receptions and yards. But what did he really do? Was he that stunning? Does he really think he's going to go somewhere and get money? But with this now, new I, brand, I'm, okay I'm just saying, when you're when you're provided with new options, people are going to take it. Like I said, I feel like this is early on in the process. You want to hear something funny? Go ahead. I heard somebody say people are entering the transfer portal so that they can hear official conversation from other teams. Jeremy, do you believe for one second teams are waiting for kids to get in the portal to start talking to them? Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. There's no way they're waiting for that. These conversations are happening way before kids enter the portal. Kids enter the portal a lot of times probably already knowing where they think they're going to end up. Yeah. Like Ike Smith and Dreshawn Miller last year. Dreshawn Miller was now I, in the portal again. I, I guess here's the funny thing. I guess that needs to be said. But in my mind, I'm thinking, we, why do we even need to talk about it? Like, anybody knows anything about college sports or sports, excuse me, money in general knows nothing waits for anything official. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, you're exactly right. But but I guess you're right. It does need to be said because there's people listening thinking, well, they got to wait. No, they don't have to wait. That's what they're supposed to do. Yes. That's what legally is supposed to happen. But yes, you're right. It's it. illegal. But all right. All right. Go ahead. Pursue it if you want to. It's never going to happen. This happens all the time. Even player gotta get yours, I got to get mine. People getting their money has happened for years and years and years. Shaq said way before NIL was ever even thought of, I went to LSU because they paid really well, really well. Like, this is not a yep. secret. This is not a secret. And this is what's LSU going basketball. on. basketball. <laughs> I know. That's the funniest thing. Basketball. Yeah. How do you think Ben Simmons ended up at LSU in Baton Rouge? Yes. How do you think Baylor has the best basketball program in the country and a top 10 football program? But I digress. Anyway. And a great um, women's program. <laughs> and no, Baylor's just doing their thing. I can give them props. Yeah. Shout out to Two Bears. Between Two Bears podcast and the 1012 Network. Shout out to them. They do their thing. Now, don't go listen if you're sensitive because uh, they are not for the sensitive. But shout out to them. They're having a good time right now. <laughs> they, the, 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 all right, I'm gonna stop. I was like, these are two different podcasts, but between two bears, get at your boys, you know? Yeah, I love it. I love it. So, anyways, I just want to get what you thought about the transfer portal because we got players coming in. You know, people people moving out, people moving in. Wow, the like, <laughs> people go <laughs> are coming yeah. in and out, but but um, we'll take it for now. And hopefully, you know, you know what I'm glad about with, with West Virginia, none of our offensive linemen. Not to say that they were stellar, but I'm glad they've all stayed. None of them so far, no, so far, so far, none of them have transferred. Because that's my whole big, that's my big thing. People keep talking about who's here and who's not. We won't know who's here until the fall. Oh yeah, and even in the fall they could transfer. The quarterback competition. I'll be very surprised if Garrett Green is here after the spring. Brandon Garrett Green is not staying here, and I know you're unless, with me after the spring unless he wins the job. Jeremy, I'm I'm just saying, who? If you're Garrett Green, why would you stay unless he wins the job? Jeremy, Brandon, based on last year with a. Quarterback who was less than ideal. 
<laughs> what a catch, man! What a catch. I man, I straight. I what was when? Uh, what did Peyton Manning say again? Uh, what was his audible? Omaha. I went Omaha. Om- Omaha. I went Omaha. Omaha. Right before I, for me, right before I let it slip. Um, <laughs> that was yeah. less than, quarterback who was less than ideal. Who put up six points against Minnesota? Who played ter- I mean, uh, didn't score as many points as we would have liked during the year, and you couldn't get on the field. I just have a hard time seeing that this coaching staff trusts him enough to let him get on the field next year. I agree. I'm just saying that's the only way he stays if he wins the job. And if I was Gary Green, I transfer now so I could start learning another playbook because we know it takes him a long time. <laughs> 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 allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, 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 a long time. So, hey, uh, <laughs> the other thing I want to talk about <laughs> is West Virginia basketball, man. All right, COVID's hit us. We lose to Texas. We didn't have a lot of players, man. We were. Ta- def- I mean, the thing about losing to Texas is it doesn't even bother me because we didn't have. Taz, we didn't have Gabe, we didn't have Johnson. Like we were going to lose to Texas. It was just a matter of by how much. So the question is, do we gain something out of the loss to Texas because of the way Jalen Bridges Jalen Bridges played during that game? Do you think it I continues? I don't think so, Jeremy. And here's what you don't want to know why. And, and we're quick. Jalen Bridges had like 18 points. He was our leading uh uh scorer Score. in the game. He stepped up when Taz was out. It was nice to see somebody assume a role to try to fill that void, and we hope that it can continue. But, Brandon, give give me the reason why you don't think it will. There's no pressure. And there are some people who do very well when there's no pressure. And Jalen Bridges does not seem to do as well when there is pressure. And so I don't know that I trust him. He, I'm not saying he can't do it. I'm just saying he didn't prove to me anything. Because there was no pressure on him. We weren't supposed to win. We weren't going to win. And he did his thing. So I hope he continues to do his thing when we're at full strength so that we can win some games this year in conference because the Big 12 is a bear. Pressure raining down on me. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. There was no pressure. We need Jalen Bridges if we're going to make a push, if we're going to make a run. We need a third score. Right now we have one and a half. McNeil and Taz. Jalen Bridges needs to step up. Isaiah Cottrell needs to step, step up. Malik Curry needs to step, Somebody needs to step up to be that third scorer who gives us about 15 points a game, 10 points a game, something that's consistent. It was good seeing him get 18, and people were like, oh, see, Jalen Bridges. Yeah, that don't mean nothing to me. I'll be honest with you. It doesn't mean an apt, uh, uh, mm, doesn't mean a thing. Let's just leave it at that. doesn't mean a thing to me. I need to see him do it. When everybody's there and it's a big game, does he have the ability? I need to do it when we need him to do it when it matters. Does he have the ability? Absolutely. Will he do it? I don't know. I don't know if he has the mental. Some people are built for it. Some people aren't. And uh, I'm not disparaging him, but like you know, like I said, some people are built for certain situations. Some people aren't. And uh, right we'll now, find out if he is. I need to see it. You know, prove it to yeah. me. Prove it to me. So. Anyways, man, that's all I got. I, I I got those things off my list, man. You have anything else you want to talk about sports wise? Uh, let's talk about. You want to talk about Ben Roethlisberger for a minute? <clears throat> Go ahead. Go ahead. 
The man had a long career. He's a toughest nails quarterback, Hall of Famer, first ballot without question. But let's not forget or pretend like Ben Roethlisberger did not have his bumps in the road. Right? Yeah, no, that's all I think about when I think of him. That's who's I was trying to stay away from it, but go ahead. That's pretty much all I think about, too. And, I, I mean, people act like it doesn't exist because they love Pittsburgh or they love Big Ben and they love that era. But, like, for me, like, I just think about what he got away with. <laughs> and I'm not saying he did it. I'm not saying he did it. I'm saying that, yeah. I'm saying that anybody else who had been accused of certain things on two different occasions – would have been looked at with more scrutiny than what he ever did. It attaches. He did get suspended for a longer time than certain players. I will give. Yeah. I will say that. But I will say this also: fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, twice. Come on. And if you Deshaun Watson, fool me nineteen times. <laughs> <laughs> really not a lot to matter, but at the same time, I understand what you're saying. You know. Um, it, it made me think of two like uh, other athletes. So you have certain people who went through certain scandals that were huge, and it marred the whole existence—not existence, but like post, like um, um, shoot, uh, Lance Armstrong, Barry Bonds, um, you name anybody, uh, a lot of other people who had legal things that affected them. And then I, I Brandon, I think about somebody like Tiger Woods. Here we go. Tiger Woods was involved in a huge scandal, and everybody talks about it and brings it up, and it's huge. But technically, he never did anything illegal. All he did was be He's a victim of domestic violence. He's one of the only people violence. I've ever seen that didn't do anything illegal that completely, completely changed everything about Jeremy, um, you're saying that, but Tiger's, Tiger did okay. He lost some sponsorships, but he didn't lose most sponsorships. He lost almost no money. The man is a gazillionaire. Hey, he's fine. It's all right. Brandon came under scrutiny like his whole his whole career. And like I said, ended. And, all, and like I said, it did not end. And like I said, the main thing was he was a victim of domestic violence, and nobody even talks about it. Yeah, and I'm not trying to say he's a good guy. No, I'm not saying he's good. There's a piece of cra- crap. You look at look how many times he cheated on his wife, but I'm just saying legally he never did anything wrong. And yet he's put in the same category as some of these other people that you see have done terrible things. And literally, tell me what legally Tyre Woods did wrong. I'm asking you, the people listening right now, you tell me legally what did Tiger Woods do wrong? I'll tell you what he did wrong, Jeremy. And then think he about sold- how big his scandal was. So he sold a lifestyle. Yeah, he sold a lifestyle that he was not living up to, and people hate liars and hypocrites. And I'm sorry, that's what he is, a liar and a hypocrite. Not saying he needed to be perfect, but you can't be a liar and a hypocrite. People didn't look at Michael Jordan as a family man. People didn't look at Charles Barkley as a family man. People look at Tiger as a family man, an all-American family man, and he didn't live up to it. So that's where we are. But honestly, that's all I have to say on the matter. That's all I have to say on this podcast. I'm done. You done, Jay? Yeah, man. I got it. It's the RVK. We are out. Holla at your boys. Sports Social Podcast Network.